Yeah. You What's wanna, going on, Justin? The... Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Wait, I didn't pull up the Google Doc. Wait. <laughs> okay. This is the easiest one. Yes, you... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so funny. What is it? Oh, God. I can do it. Justin. <laughs> no, I got it. Worst feeling of the week. The worst feeling of the week. You got it, Justin. You got it. Uh. TCFO, the podcast that's all about things that make us feel bad and how we're trying to feel okay. I'm Miriam Tinberg, feeling optimistic with the sun today. I'm Jesse Canizaro. Um, it's rainy here in New York, but I'm also feeling optimistic, actually. And I'm Justin Kroll, and I'm actually going to be the contrarian. I am not feeling yeah. great today. Oh, I'm I was going to say, are we all yeah, feeling good? There has to be one. Yeah. Are, we like, feeling, are we all on the same page? On a Saturday no. episode. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Okay, so Justin, you want to get into it and tell us kind of plaguing you this this morning? Justin's worst feeling of the week. Okay, my worst feeling of the week, um, it was about, it was um, a few days ago. I So I just finished a huge project that I've been working on for like a year. It's an animated short film. It's called Shrines. Go to my Twitter, twitter.com slash Justin. It was Cro- great. Fuck. Go to Justin H. Crowell on Twitter. That's how you say that. Nice. Um uh, you got to work on that. You, you got to work on that. If you're I doing a quick elevator name. pitch, I got to say. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. Um, but I've been working on this huge project and I finally released it. And then the next day, you know, there's always a big letdown and there's always like, oh, it did well. People seem to like it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if I if it was like a life changing event releasing this thing and you're shifting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I worked so hard on it and I and I really think that I you know, made a lot of progress in my, you know, in my skill set. But, you know, it's just, it's just, it never means as much to everyone else as it means to you when you do something like this. And that's part of the whole, that's part of working. That's part of being a creative. That's part of um, doing what I do, which is, you know, sequestering myself and working for like a million hours on end on something like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, I, th- yeah. I think about this a lot because as someone who's not a creative in that way, I, all of my work is, is like part of a team and we just do tasks together. There's not like final product or like products in the same way, completion in the same way. And I also don't get yeah. to own the success by myself. And I see, you know, our cousin, for example, who's really successful in her own right. She, it's just her, she has the byline, she does all the work and it's very, it can make me feel very insecure because I work as part of a yeah. team. But then on the flip mm-hmm. side is what you're saying, which is right. you work so hard, most times in isolation with minimal collaboration. And then you kind of are yeah. in a void and then it just drops and everyone's yeah. like, oh, that was cool for like the 30 seconds that we, or a minute that we watched it. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. Like right. Year of my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. And this, this, is it this was a tell co- or is it, or you know, like the no, impact well, no. it'll have. I mean, now I'm going to, now I do the, I'll try and get it into some film festivals. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and the good thing about this was, is that it's a, it was actually a collaboration with my friend, Alex, Alex Ekman Lawn, who's um, an incredible illustrator. Um, and it's funny cause he has a ton of followers on Instagram and mm-hmm. everybody on his Instagram responded really well. They loved it and stuff like that, but I just don't have that reach. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're you're part of his reach now, right? It's true. I'm, <laughs> to kind I'm, of float on those uh, coattails. That's not the. I'm working not, his network. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's kind of a lesson too, and like, which is a whole other stressor of like, even if you're not someone who's super into social media, if you are a creative, your work 
and success relies on that. So it's almost like you need to yeah. be Ugh. actively working to buff that up. Both of you, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of. Like and if you if you have small networks, have a wider reach. Yeah, yeah it's just not going to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So no. actually, does that segue into the plan? <laughs> a upper. Yep. The plan. Okay, so the plan, one of the elements of the plan is for me to get back to what I was doing before, which was um, uh, just posting a ton of art, like mm-hmm. all the time, posting as much as I can. And and so so I've got a few stages to this. One, one of the stages is I'm going to, this project took so long and I'm really going to make it worth it by, I'm going to do high res exports of still images um, nice. and I'll sell them. I'm going to mm. open up you know, one of those society six shops online that I started to put together already. So I'm going to do sell high res, high res images of, of these. And I'm going to post some breakdowns, like explanations for how I did, did some things and maybe a couple of tutorials of stuff people asked me about because I learned so many things, Yeah, you know, while, while doing that. You could even do. Yeah. I saw some girl who, an artist who did kind of a behind the scenes, like a step-by-step. It was for, she's really successful. Sam Cannon, she's a photographer on, or um, like a 3D artist on Instagram. But she did a partnership with Adobe and she was like, let me show you how I actually create this AR thing. And it was yeah. just a 30, yeah. like a 30 second IGTV okay. thing, but it was behind mm-hmm. the curtain. Or a YouTube tutorial. Exactly. Like that could be really cool, Justin. Yeah. Even if you don't have followers, start hashtagging, start adding people and just do, like you could yeah. do IGTV. It's never too late or to kind of figure out rebranding campaigns <laughs> oh, like let God. me do i didn't do like a daily art thing wasn't that a challenge you yeah, did i i did that a couple of years ago i did every day as they're called um and they're really exhausting oh, okay. and they can like mm-hmm. the, the the problem with them is that you end up focusing so much time on them that you don't it's harder to engage in longer projects okay. yeah. yeah but well I, but also, like, I, I think what you were saying earlier, what I really love is is the idea that you are building new skills. And, mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't, even if that isn't like the immediate visceral impact that you were looking for, like the, you have a whole new skill set now that you can engage in in whatever projects come your way next. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I mean, the number like so I was talking to Suzanne about this the other day and she's like, if you had to do this again. It wouldn't take you anywhere near mm. the amount of time it's yeah. took you this time. Because yeah. several of these scenes I redid multiple times. And and now I understand. First, there's technical stuff and there's artistic stuff. And both of them I feel much better mm-hmm. equipped to go in and redo. It's so interesting. I would love to see a master class yeah. of kind of like, here's the behind the scenes. Here's the things we scrapped. Here's what, And you could do right, yeah. different, like a weekly, it, I don't yeah. know. And it is so often that you just have to do that first version of it. It's going to take a long time. It's going to, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be figuring it out in order to, like, like Suzanne said, you know, speed speed up the process and be able to do this more often and and even better next time. Which means that you have to do another one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, I actually have, have plans for a couple new projects and most of them are significantly um, less complex technically. So they're, they will render quicker. They won't be, you know, they mm-hmm. won't, I won't be working around the technical problems so much. So that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned. It's like, try, try and bite off mm. easier things in some way. Now, ways. do you do, yeah. do you do people or is it scenes imi- like shapes? Lighting. Character animation is really hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was even like a subset that you wouldn't try. Like if they're so kind of segregated in the, in the, the craft or if there if that's something that you have interest in because i've not seen any characters that you've done right 
that's not something you do. I've done a couple, but like really small little things and I'm trying to do more with them. Um, they are just really, really hard and they take a ton of time. And I, I, I would like to spend a couple months focusing on that stuff to see if I can get further. But yeah, it's really So the difficult. opposite of what you're saying now, that's like. Yeah. Totally a pivot. And for point. now, with like focusing on this film, it's going to be submitting submitting to festivals. Yep. Doing some targeted outreach. Um, yeah. Was there? Yeah. Was there anything else you were thinking of for the plan? For for this this film specifically, um, no, that's basically it. But then that's there's great. also um, I I think I want to try and do do like thirty minute artwork. You know, basically. I can do those everyday projects if I'm like, I have a timer set to 30 minutes and whatever I'm done at the oh, end I of love that 30 that. minutes yeah. is it. I love the idea that you just stop when something, whether it's finished or not. And that's just, right. I mean, that's, I feel, so I'm writing this journal now. It's this um, Michelle Obama becoming journal. It's like attached to her book. Nice. And I like it because <laughs> it has daily prompts and it's stuff like talk about your childhood car or um, mm-hmm. talk about like, what was the one I did last night? Oh, like if there's something you could ask a loved one who's passed, what would it be? And it's just like, I really like the prompts. I really want to be a journaler, but I'm not, but I like some, some of the prompts I don't know answers to. It was like, um, describe five or three mantras or three quotes that really resonate. I could only come up with one. So I left the other two blank and it it pained me because I'm someone who like needs to read a whole book all the way through or needs to complete a task. But I like that that was, that is in its own, in itself a challenge is like leaving things quote unquote incomplete. You know, and that that is yeah. in itself like a skill to kind of work on. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I have that problem a lot with journaling where you're like, oh, it's not going to be, it has to I'm be like, perfect. If I have one yeah, sentence, right. it has yeah. to finish perfectly on a page. I can't have like one yeah. sentence on the next, but I'm like, I think that's limiting yeah. my creativity. Embrace the messiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Embrace the messiness. I love that. Cool. So Justin, that sounds like a productive plan and you'll have to report back and you'll do like a plug, a clear plug at the end to let people know how to watch it. Oh, so wait. we can wait, we can do worst case scenario. That yeah. Was, oh, that was the right. Let's let's yeah. Let's do it now. Yeah. Okay. Wait, oh, We're flexible. Supposed to be, yeah. What yeah, did you yeah, say? Yeah, Jesse? Yeah. creativity is messy or something. You're like, creativity is messy. This is you messy. Know, you make mistakes. Practicing what <laughs> we <embrace> preach. It. <laughs> yeah. Justin, tell us what, uh, what worst case scenario is. Justin's worst case scenario. <laughs> My, I, I think my worst case scenario is that I wasted a year of my life. Um, and it's not mm. to say that this is the only thing I worked on, um, but I just poured so much of myself into it. And I'm constantly like, is this the best thing for me to be doing with my time? You know, am, am, I, am I focused on the right things? Am I doing the things that will get me further in my career or my life? Mm. I mean, and it's, it's, it's like a sort of an obsessiveness. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just is scary. It's like, what if, I guess the worst case scenario is that in two years, I'm not even doing 3D art anymore. Mm. I'm doing and something like, else. why did you spend this time doing yeah. this? Yeah. Because in, in some ways, my past of doing like audio engineering and, and, and making, um, you know, producing music and stuff like that. Um, like I, I, sometimes I feel that way about the mm-hmm. years I spent on that stuff, but, but it's certainly the case that those things helped me learn about other things and help me do other things. And figure out what your passion. Oh my God. We have the same worst case scenario this week. Let me just say, but, wow. it, but it is so much about, about you know, creative, not, yeah. And, and not letting that time feel like that time got you to the time you're spending now mm, yeah. pursuing this passion, which will help you figure out, you know, whether your passion changes or, or it turns into something else. It's all, 
part of that journey and part of, you know, figuring out, I, 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 I so sympathize and empath- empathize <laughs> with just have feeling like you wasted time, but, but acknowledging that you have to go through that, that process. Yeah. It's kind of like, and, and yeah, I see it as like, when I really don't like when people who get out of relationships that have lasted a while talk, say that it was, Ugh. you know, a waste of time. I gave it my best years. Yeah. And this whole, this whole <laughs> idea that like time is money is a very Western concept too. And when I was living um, abroad in the Middle East, mm-hmm. they were just like, that's not a thing. They would sit for seven hours in a cafe, you know? And it, it just like, right, yeah. so the, the re- so that in itself is just a really frustrating concept that we all, myself included, do. And so it's kind of nice to try to avoid that. Um, but also for for professional stuff, it just makes you a more holistic person. Like you just have more skills now, right? That if you were to stay Mm -hmm. on this audio engineering thing for literally your whole career, frankly, you'd be like pretty narrow. You'd have a pretty narrow scope. Right. So, but it is, and again, I can't really understand in that way because I don't have, and this is kind of like an insecurity I have is that I don't have like skills, like hard skills in my toolbox in the way that you guys do where you're in very specific industries and you do like writing or this kind of animation or this thing. And I'm like, what? I'm like a people person and I can like communicate <laughs> in political, like corporate environments. I'm like, what is that? Yes. So um, you're developing your skill sets and figuring out what it is that you are, you know, specifically passionate about yeah. every day that you're at work and every day that you're developing those skills. And I love that. I mean, the analogy with, with relationships is so true. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you hear that all the time. Um, but I, 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 oh, I do feel like when, if, you know, if we're using that analogy, it's like you, you're in a relationship and you, maybe it's not the person that you're going to be with forever, but it helps you figure out what kind of person you, you want to be with and what you value in a relationship. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's the same thing with, with a job, that time that you spent, Working on that project helped you f- like to figure out what you value and what you want to pursue and what you're passionate about. So I hope that you appreciate this hype up session, Justin. This is just, just the, I think you're on the right track. I feel yeah. like your your worst case scenario will not come to be, but I totally one, one of the one of the things that sort of triggered this in some way was that my my birthday was the day. Mm. Before I released this, Oof. so it was like you know the aging thing, like yeah, at yeah. the same exact time as yeah. I'm thinking about what am I doing with my life, finishing a pro. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Birthdays mm-hmm. are not as great anymore as we're fake, as we're feeling more and more stressed <laughs> about our professional trajectories. Yeah, uh, love to end with the worst case scenario. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. hearing this is why we end with the Let's end with how bad could it be? Speaking of, Jesse, you want to tell us your worst feeling of the week? Jesse's worst feeling of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I it, it totally relates to, you know, maybe it's something in the water, even though we're on different coasts. Um, yeah, we don't got that New York water out here. <laughs> that tap Actually, water. Actually, New York water yeah. is pretty good. Isn't New York I think. water good? New York's water yeah, is great. I think it is. It's, it's great tap water. I think um, our water is actually really bad out here in LA. Honestly, I gotta say, yeah. like every water that I taste that's not New York water, I'm always like, this isn't. You okay, can't just you drink out of the faucet like me. That's- like I go under the faucet at night, I'm like, just sipping, <laughs> sipping straight from the faucet. <laughs> oh, that grossed me out. I don't know so why. So my worst feeling of the week has to do with that. Um, no, I, my, my worst feeling of the week was, was also that I suddenly was at, at the end of January, which, oh, by the way, January has felt like mm-hmm. it lasted forever. I can't believe it's February now because January was like a year in and of itself. Um, but I, this year, I've, I've talked about this before, but, you know, I 
I, with me as, as a creative, like I, I was, have been acting in shows um, in like plays and musicals consistently since I graduated. And then over the last, you know, two months or so, I have been on my own <laughs> and have not been in a show. And, um, and it's been a moment of kind of reckoning of, of also taking that time to um, realize that I do want to pursue new passions and, 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 and other passions. Um, not that I don't want to be in a show right now, but I've been using that time to go return to comedy. And like, I, I tried, you know, stand up for the first time last week. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw those clips. <laughs> I loved it. Post the yeah. f- there's clips. Where did you put clips? That, there's, uh, there's, there were some clips on the Instagram. Um, oh man. And I they, never but they filmed, ins- they filmed the set and uh, it'll, it'll be up on my, my website soon. Oh, um, but like with, between that, I've been really working on writing some, uh, some pilots and things with the friends. Mm. And I've started trying, my friend asked me to direct a theater piece of hers. So I, I've oh, been cool. directing for the first time. Um, but it, you know, all in all, I've really been getting back into comedy writing, which was something that I, actively pursued in college and then kind of fell off after, you know, after graduating. Like I, I, I took courses and stuff and, and then I sort of got into some shows and that sort of consumed my life for a bit. Mm. And I have also been like this week started with just that sense of anxiety of, of going, well, why, you know, the same, same kind of thing. Like, oh my God, what did I waste time? I should have been pursuing this you know, why did I let myself stop pursuing this when I graduated? Now it's, is it too late for me to jump back in? I I have to kind of, I'm starting from scratch and there are so many people who are my age or younger and, and, and further along in this than I am. And what's the point of, of doing this now? You know, I've, I've wasted time. I should just stay in my lane and spiral. Yeah. Yeah. The spiral. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just that, that sense of, of like, oh my God, what am I, what am I doing starting this now? Right. I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm sort of figuring out where to begin and, 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 and starting over a bit, mm. you know, it, it's the same, same field. And it's certainly, I've been pursuing like every play that I have done has been a comedy, but the idea of, um, now that I'm like writing on my own on like a final draft and, you know, for Christmas and I've, I've been like really using it and I, I've been writing sketches. I joined a, a sketch team. So I'm really oh, getting great. back wow. into it. But, uh, but it's this, this, um, you know, this, this feeling of like, well, what am I, what am I doing? It's too late for me. It's too late. I'm practically dead. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, you, that's been my worst feeling of the week. Do you guys think that, um, it's in, that we feel these spirals because of social media that our parents' generation, because they always say like, my parents are like, your generation is not the only generation to want to be fulfilled by professional careers that we wanted to as well. So I'm like, why do we all go down this spiral if we, is it because we see other people and we measure ourselves against them in ways that people used to not? we would seek I mean, fulfillment like intrinsically or something. I think it's definitely easier to to compare yourself now to live in that world of like I have gone, you know, down stalking so many comedians websites and and seeing what what they've done as, as like some some research to um but then also you just start to compare yourself. You're like, well this person has been doing it 
for the past seven years. And, and, you know, yeah. why, mm-hmm. well, oh my God, like, well, I'm just, I'm just getting back into it now. What am I thinking? Um, it's also like for, for me, I can see, I can go to the websites and Instagrams of like thousands of different designers and animators. Whereas like when your network's mm. smaller, you don't, you don't see 18 year olds in Russia that have been modeling, mm-hmm. doing 3d modeling for 10 okay. years. And <laughs> it's like, so you feel like you are, yeah. Like you're more of a talent when it's an isolation kind of thing, or you're more unique or something. And then you realize how yeah, big yeah. the mm-hmm. fields are and yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. And I imagine mm-hmm. it's very similar in the world of writing and comedy and acting. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, my, like I said, my, my worst case scenario is definitely similar to yours, Justin. Jesse's worst case scenario, which she just teed up for herself. Uh, Creativity is messy. transition happen. Creativity is messy. This is our new thing. That's the theme of this week. <laughs> um, now I can't even remember. Well, you know, it, it was, you know, same as, as we were talking about that, that, you know, you, you've, you've wasted time on this earth, not, actively pursuing the thing that you're pursuing now and and that you know every, everything you've done up until now which is again ridiculous because of course it has all led me to this path of realizing that I am passionate about writing and I am passionate about comedy and and I I always was and I want to get back into it and I you know want to start just you know pursuing new things um and the time it takes to get there is the time it takes to get there. It's mm. never too late to try these that. new things. I love that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would have ended up on this path any sooner if I, you have to go through what you go through yep. in life in order to make you realize what you want. Because mm. also who knows, like it might turn out that you're super good at this specific weird little thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You might be, you might be the person who is great at like taking a whole story that a bunch of other writers have worked on and making it in, into one cohesive whole, you know? Yeah. And, like a and specific thing. I, that'd be great. And I do think that, I mean, again, it's like I, I have been actively acting in comedies for the last couple of years, even if I haven't been like writing my own as much, but it has helped me learn more about story structure and, and, yeah. and build, you know, a small, 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 tiny audience. And, um, and, and hey, you get out, recognized, right? Well, Whoa, <laughs> I didn't know that. The elf what, what's <laughs> your Bippy the house elf? <laughs> Bippy, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but it, it's, if nothing else, I don't know. I, I talk about this with with my boyfriend a lot. He he gives the similar advice of like you know it 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 takes the time it mm. takes and 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 you know you all these things led to you realizing that you want to pursue this. You know right. that it's 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 influenced what you value and, and it's influenced what you've realized you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Which leads, I think, to the plan. Yep. The plan. Yeah, so I, um, my week started off in that place, but I did say that I was optimistic at, oh, the, yes. at the beginning, and I have been feeling really good. I, I, I because trying to give my, I'm just trying to give myself um, 
a break. I'm very hard on myself <laughs> um, and very type A. And it feels like it's so easy to feel behind and feel, but I, I'm trying to let myself, you know, in, enjoy the moments of triumph in even just like doing my first stand up set, even if it's, you know, like in a, in a basement in Brooklyn and, uh, and, and that I did join a, a sketch team and, and, and I'm not going to just, um, I, I'm just going to try and throw myself into it and, and, and not feel like I have to be the best at it yet because I, you know, I, I am just getting, getting back into it. And, and, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to also like look for, um, more comedy writing opportunities. I I'm signing up for some, some courses again and, um, and, and just, allowing it to be allowing myself to take that time to pursue these opportunities Mm. to know that I'm not going to be the best right away and I don't have to be an overnight success with it it's um it's about just it's also about taking risks you know like filming a a stupid sketch on the weekend with friends and and not being precious about it I, I I it's the same thing with with journaling where like I I it's so easy with creative fields to be like, oh God, I can't do this or I can't submit, put this out into the world mm. until it's perfect. And um, and I want to just get into the habit of like writing a sketch a week, you know, filming it on the weekends with friends. And and even if it's on my iPhone, you yeah. know, like just, just getting into the habit and building the muscle so that um, as... <sighs> As 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 I pursue this passion more, it yeah. you know you've 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 exercised the muscle and, and you and also like finding opportunities you know research I just submitted for like a comedy writing uh, festival and um and you know when I get that video of the stand up so submitting myself yes. as as a stand up to festivals and not feeling like I have to wait until I feel like I'm the best at it as I can be. Do you follow Uh, JVN on Twitter? Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye? I mean, on Instagram? No, no, I don't actually. As I say that, I'm like, why don't I? I would follow because he, so I really like what you're saying about trying, both of you guys talking about trying new things. I think as adults, we're definitely not encouraged to do that because we don't have time. We don't really have money. We, why would we start something and not do it well when we know what success feels like? We know what failure feels like in a way that we just don't when we're children. But Mm -hmm. JVN is like, he's, um, trying ice skating. He's been working on ice skating and gymnastics. These are two things that he's really in the last year has been posting publicly about his journey just because he wants to. And it's just very interesting to see people as adults try specific hobbies and things just because. So I I would encourage you to like find more people like that on social media as like a really active step who are surrounding, who are like to surround yourself with people who are adults and who are trying new things just because. Yes. Um, and maybe even to hold yourself accountable is make an Instagram or whatever social media you like to post some of these comedy things, even if you keep it private and you don't want people to know, like get in a cadence of like posting stuff publicly yeah. and seeing how it feels. Um, 
to document your own journey. But I really like, I'm like, wow, it's so rare we see adults do things and fall on their asses when they're ice skating and like ice skating yeah. in general mm-hmm. as an adult who has, doesn't have a passive do like, but it's really interesting and I really like it because it's so that. rare. So that could be a tactic. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Cause it is so often when you feel like you're getting, you know, older every day and, and mm-hmm. like the timeline feels like it's getting shorter and, and you're like, well, I, 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 why, you know, I'm not going to, I, I need to be the best at it right away. But, right. you know, so you have to just put yourself through the, the, the failure part of it, the mistakey part of it of like, I'm going to go through many iterations and it'll be bad at first. It'll, you know, I won't always hit the mark. But eventually you will mm-hmm. and you'll figure out. And the only way to find your voice and find that passion is to try the thing. It's very easy for me to like sit on my butt and say like, right. well, I wish I was doing this, but I'm not actually actively writing or trying it. So um, like, woe is me. And I'm, I'm trying to just like, just get, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying and having fun. Oh, that's great. You know, delving into like, just, just writing things for for fun right now and 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 seeing where it goes yeah i don't know well you'll have to keep us updated the both of you guys on your creative journeys and explorations Mm -hmm. and i'm very glad i'm not a creative in that way i gotta say this is very stressful (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i can say that but uh Miriam, do you do you have a, a thingy this week? Yeah, I'll yeah. try to keep mine short. I think it will be resonant though. But I so my mm-hmm. worst feeling of the week. Hold up. We gotta Hold say up. it. <laughs> Should we say it together? <laughs> Hell no. We're, so good at that. <laughs> We're not great. All right. You started, Jesse. Okay. Miriam's worst feeling of the week. It was weird to hear my name in that. Um so my worst <laughs> feeling was last weekend, and it was the Kobe Bryant um death. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not a particularly big sports fan or whatever, but Kobe just like surpasses, you know, like a athlete status. But so I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I remember, and I think I will forever remember exactly where I was when I saw the news and it just really hit me in a way that I was pretty shocked at my reaction more than Michael Jackson, more than Whitney Houston, Prince, like um, Robin Williams, you know, any of these big celebrity deaths. And I haven't fully comprehended why. And I've been honestly wanting to read, you know, I've been really interested in the articles of like why celebrity deaths are so big in our minds or whatever, or affect us so deeply. I've been very interested in kind of the psychology behind that. But yeah, I think my worst feeling was um, that happening and just like, I don't know yeah, how you all experienced so that, but like and out of it's horrific. And the death was just like such a horrible thing. And I think I've realized that Kobe was one of those people that you just assume won't die. Like they're just sort of ageless and timeless and like almost like a godlike figure. Like they've always been there. Um, so, and then this, the, the, the actual way it happened. So I found myself that day I read, I think, and then the, the days since, like almost every day, I have spent hours on social media reading about this, watching Shaq talk about it. I read that. I watched that clip so many times, Shaq giving his first public statement on his show. And, um, yeah. you know, I've just been like doing really like, I don't even know what the right, it's like, um, almost like deaf porn or something, you know, in the way that you're drawn, yeah. you're drawn to like this 
disgusting stuff and I can't stop. Right. And I definitely think that's like a symptom of this social media era. But yeah. so my worst feeling was just that occurring and then watching all of kind of the fake news come up about it, all the rumors and being like profoundly affected. And I, I couldn't, I kept on like saying to myself, like, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Like it's, it's crazy. It's out of the realm of possibility for me. And again, I'm not like a huge fan. So I don't know what you guys thought, but that was like really intense for me this week. And it's sort of put a cloud over, I know at work, everyone's wearing jerseys and everyone, you know, there's graffiti and every downtown is purple and yellow everywhere. That's why I thought of blimp because I saw blimps with like 24 and stuff. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was definitely my worst feeling. I mean, kind of experiencing that. Yeah, I mean, he was such a legendary figure, and and the way it happened with his daughter is just so I know. insanely tragic. And and I, I I mean, you're right. With I've been also reading about celebrity deaths and and just these kind of they they shape us. You know, yeah. I I because. I think it's wrong for, for people online to go like, oh, well, you didn't know this person, yeah. so why is it affecting you so much? And you're like, no, but but in a way, we all felt like we it did, or they they shape, you know, these people like shapes our childhoods and and shape what we want to do or what you know inspire us. So I have a yeah. counterpoint to that, please. Um, I don't judge anyone feeling for feeling anything, but like I truly do not understand why basically any celebrity deaths affect anyone. Really? Um, yeah. Like, honestly, interesting. Like, I think there's been one or two celebrity, death, celebrity deaths that really upset me. One was Amy Winehouse. <laughs> mm. um, that really upset me. Um, and, and the other was Roy Halladay, uh, one of the Philly's best pitchers ever. Um, the Roy Halladay one, actually both of them largely upset me because they were so tragic. Like Roy Halladay gave it, gave everything to the teams he played for. And then he died in a plane crash accident because he was on so many drugs for the pain that he was suffering as a result of his career. Um, and Amy Winehouse, obviously the drug and addiction issues. Um, but generally I do not understand because like, like Kobe's from my hometown actually. Mm. And I've seen people who know him actually post, um, and that sort of was like, oh, that's like interesting that I can, you know, that affects me a little bit. But like, I didn't know him. I don't, and not to be too crass, but like, I don't really give rich people credit for doing charity. Like, I don't, I, rich people don't get credit for doing charity. Like, it's not. Yeah. I, it's, I don't think that's. Well, but can, but can you, you know, in the way that that, um, somebody who plays baseball, obviously you're a huge baseball fan and that like affected you in some way, you know, it's, it's somebody that you, that you knew and, and like, you know, obviously like kind of looked up to you. You, it's, you see how it's with Kobe, like he, he shaped people's childhoods and inspired so many. And yeah, but like, I, I don't understand because Roy Halliday didn't like affect my life. I was sad, but I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't like a gut punch, like people are saying. Like, and I remember where I was when, when Robin Williams died. Cause you know, I, I remember like being backstage at a show, uh, about to like do, do a comedy and, and just, and hearing that and everyone mm. just being shattered. Cause again, that was somebody who like, I just like idolized as a kid. And, and mm-hmm. it, I know it, it's like, I know it's so incongruous. It's not like you're, you know, like parent or a family member, but I don't think that 
I, I just think that, you know, these people are so ingrained in, in our, in our culture and, 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 um, and they do affect us and they, they do shape us or, you know, they, they can, um, you know, obviously not every celebrity is going to affect you, but I, 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 like, I, I personally am not a huge basketball fan, but I, but I, obviously the death was incredibly tragic and, and I can look and see how like he did shape so many people's lives and, and, and was like a larger than life figure for so many people and, and inspired so many people like New York. Also, we, there Mm. were, they changed all the quotes for like from, Mm. you know, inspiring quotes from him. And and I can just, you know, you see that impact that he had on, on people's lives. So I don't know. I, I, I understand, you know, that, that like celebrities are not, <laughs> we don't really know them. Um, but I, 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 I sort of, I, mean, I sort of, as a counterpoint to you, Justin, I, at, at, to that point, Jesse, I feel like we don't know them as people. Sure. We've never had a conversation, but they are kind of in us, right? They shape yeah, us. They so I think it, and shape it and is, us. yeah, it is kind of, in my opinion, not a cop out, but like it isn't, nuanced enough to say we didn't know them you know so why are we I mean yes that's true I told I'm not a big basketball fan Kobe was just always there but he was never someone I ever thought about really but it's like at what point is like so you have parenting right you have your childhood your environment then you have the people who are figureheads who are not just people but like seep into who you are as a person and it's it seems kind of stupid to say that like a comedian or an athlete or a singer could do that but like I totally see how. And then it becomes, I mean, I, this city is destroyed and people, I mean, it is insane to be here. People are weeping. People are in the streets are crying and I mean, everywhere. And it's giving me such pause. And I, I guess it's just sort of made me reflect. This conversation is really interesting because clearly in this room, you know, Robin Williams was sad, but I was never for me, like I was never a huge fan. Right. I thought he was great, but like Mrs. Doubtfire is my reference, right? Like that's Jumanji. I don't really, I'm not really like a huge fan in that way. I don't even know the baseball player you're talking about. Amy Winehouse, like right. periphery, yeah. you know, but obviously like we have kind of different associations with this and we're just a group of, you know, sample size of three. So right. yeah. it's just, so that's just kind of got me thinking. And I was, that's why I was worst feeling. I was like, why am I so profoundly affected? Right. And I didn't, I don't mm-hmm. really understand because of all those reasons I said, I'm not a huge, I'm not a Kobe fan really. So he was just there. He sort of like shaped the fabric of childhood and you assume they're, to my first point, assume they're going to be there forever, you know? And it, it's like, so, then it just me. But okay, another thing I was reading, which is kind of worst case scenario of all of this. Miriam's worst case scenario. So I guess my worst case scenario, and I've been reading up on this, like why do celebrity deaths affect us? It's that you're immediately confronted with your own death, right? Or the death of people around yeah. you. And so I think yeah. that that was worst case scenario for me of this, my worst feeling of the week, the Kobe death was that I immediately thought of um, his daughter who was in the plane with him and yeah. his other daughters. And I didn't know anything. I didn't even know he had four daughters, right? Like, I think I might've heard that somewhere, like seeing the picture last week that went viral, that the video of him and his mm-hmm. daughter at, at courtside. Yeah. But yeah. I immediately started thinking like, I mean, it, it made me cry reading like Kobe and his daughter were so close and at least they were together. And the moment before it happened, he must've been yeah. like, like that stuff it destroyed me. I was just like, cause I immediately started thinking about my sister and my parents and just like people I know mm-hmm. and other tragic deaths that I've heard of. And so worst case scenario is of course, like that happening to me or someone I know, which I think well, yeah, is I mean, maybe what 
scared me the most about all of this is that you realize like how easy it is for them. I mean, this is really dark, but like how, how that could happen in, in one second to any of us, you know? Yeah. Even rich yeah, people die. I, like yeah. that's the only thing yeah, whenever I hear truly. about like a, well, like a CEO no, dying just, of something, it like shocks the hell out of me because I'm like, oh my God, they have all the money in the world and they died of cancer. Like that's crazy. Well, yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, with, with, with celebrities, they do have this immortality quality, mm. really, you know, the legendary quality and in, in, in the way our culture um, shapes them. And, 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 you know, yeah, to think that, I mean, it was just so, so tragic and horrible. And, and I definitely spent that day just being like, well, you have to tell everyone you love mm-hmm. that you love yeah, them right. and like not waste a second. Cause it, it does force you to confront that. So to confront that we're all at it there. This goes right yeah. into my plan. Like what I'm going to do from this. The plan, which is kind of to both of your points of your plans and your worst case scenarios is we just have to like, not be afraid to do shit, you know, to not try yeah. stuff because we could literally, I could literally die when I walk out of this room and will I, yeah. you know, then what about all the, the risks I were too afraid to take or the, the, you know, it's, it's not about money. It's not mm-hmm. about, it's about just like, li- this is so corny, but it's so true. It's just like living your truth and just like doing what the fuck you want to do and being around the people you want to be into my worst case scenario or worst feeling last week, like feeling like I'm saying yes to all of these people. No, I only spend time with people I want to spend time with because it's so limited, yeah. you know? And so that just, yeah. I think, was a good perspective giver for all of us. Um, but yeah, so thinking through the plan is just like, A, always articulating my love for people um, and how I enjoy spending time with them and whatever that manifests, like be explicit about it. And then B is just like really taking ownership of my life, you know, and like not being a backseat driver to my own my own life. Yeah, yeah I love that because I, like I mean, like, I, like you said, it, it's so hard to do the scary thing of like trying something new mm-hmm. or, or, or pursuing what you actually really want to do or, you know, the scary thing of telling someone you love them mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, these, these moments kind of force us to realize that we, we don't have all the time in the world. And, um, and it is so much scarier to me to think of living a life where I just didn't try because I kept thinking, oh, it's too late. Until it is too late. Yep. Man, our things all really dovetailed well together. I know. I know. <laughs> it's really. Can I quickly just say I am not criticizing anyone who is upset about Kobe. I, I would never do that. I, I truly am saying that I can't. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying yeah. to put myself in your position. And it's a struggle for me because I know, you know, a lot of my yeah. L.A. friends are really feeling it. And and I feel for them. I just I just. uh you, as a person who is affected by like fucking everything, it's weird to me that I'm not affected by that's that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, that in itself, yeah. I like, let's discuss that for hours because I don't, and that's what's so right. interesting about this whole thing is who and what is affected and why. And I, I do think it's kind of in mm-hmm. that cycle of like, I'm just addicted to reading sad shit. And then I'm like, yeah. is it even about Kobe or is it just about like celebrity deaths are so salacious and so sensational that I just, you know, it's the whole thing of like what's happening. So another plan is just turn off the phone, you know, like get off Instagram until this dies down a little bit more because it just it just can't be good for us but that's always yeah, sure. the theme of every episode we do <laughs> um <laughs> but i know we were we're uh, we've been going off on this for a little bit um so maybe we do a little a couple minutes of uh ttfo hot seat which sort of relates to this topic too the ttfo hot seat so it's from the podcast why'd you push 
Why'd you push that button by The Verge? Two tech reporters. Um, and it was really interesting. I listened to it over the summer when it came out. And it was all mm-hmm. about, I, um, I mean, I hadn't even, I've never thought of this. I don't know about you oh, guys. I think about this so much. Okay, fascinating. Yeah. So <laughs> it's about your digital afterlife your digital will, digital presence, kind of what happens to your online life when you die. And it talks to, they talk to a creative. So talking about logistically what happens to all of your, this is relevant for both of you guys, I think, what happens to Mm -hmm. your creative assets that are online when you die, but then also what happens to your social media networks? What happens to, you know, and, and they talked about, I mean, I think they had a lawyer on there who talked about making an actual a digital will that is password protected that has all of your passwords right. and it has all of your what you want people to do with them once you die. And I know he, they mentioned that Facebook has something called a legacy contact, which I'd never heard of, but really found yeah. interesting about how you can go into your account and designate someone as a contact who will then be able to take over your account when you die. Um, and I just, I thought the whole thing was really interesting. And I'm wondering, it seems like Jesse, you have thought about this. Like, do you have a document like this or have you thought, talked about this with other people? Like what, what what's your thinking on that? Uh, I, I, I don't though. I always think I, I mean, to consolidate passwords for this very reason. Um, but because I, I, something that I resonated with me that I, I think about a lot that they talked about was, um, Facebook memories pop up mm. all the time. Um, that, uh, you know, when, when you, start to know people who pass away young, old, whatever it is, um, you know, that they, that you, you get these like fun Facebook videos or like, you know, Hey, Hey, you like how many years ago you became friends with this person on Facebook. And, and cause the algorithm just sort of creates these little, you know, slideshows for you. And it's so morbid and, and awful. And, and I, you know, I, I, um, it's it's always this strange feeling like when after you know my my aunt passed away and she she was on facebook and and she would often comment on 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 my things and and we we talk all the time and online and and um uh, and in life but but you know she would always post on, on mm. comment on my posts and so every i feel like every time i have like oh like you know however many years ago you you posted this and and then you know you see her comment and, and photo in, in, in the comments. And it, it's like, it's like seeing a ghost, you know, it, it's, it's this like little reminder, like, Oh God. Yeah. Like that's how, you know, it's a reminder of how much time has passed and, it, and it's just, it is very strange to me and that we, you know, no one really dies because, you know, we have all our photos and, 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 and we like live in these online presences, which is the, you know, the episode talked about that too. Like how, how much are we, we're still trying to figure out what that means to have an online presence. Mm. But, but I feel like right, right now we like live so fully online um, that, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, you, you could see my photos and, and see, you know, what, what I've, what I've been up to this week, watch my Instagram stories, watch, you know, and it just, it, um, I, I just think it's very strange to think about the, the ghosts we leave behind and the footprints Oof. we leave behind on, on the internet. There know. was, there was one guy who was talking about, um, how he wanted his Facebook and stuff. He wanted all his social media to go away, except for like maybe a picture or two that people could just like look at to remember him. And, and, and I was trying to think, I feel like every time I go to one of those memorial pages of someone I know it, it hurts and doesn't help. And, you know, part of me is like, I, 
I don't really know why I would do that to anybody. Should I actually just like set all my shit to disappear? Is it better? Is it worse? And it's like I, whatever my family wants versus my friends, that those are going to be very different. I always yeah. think about that too, because I, when you go into those, so I know, I think Facebook is the only social network that actually does a memorial page. Um, yeah. Like Instagram doesn't, Twitter doesn't, as far I as I wanna, know. I don't want a LinkedIn uh, yeah. memorial page. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think when I go into those memorial pages for Facebook, it is for the people mourning, right? To say like happy birthday, to say yeah, like it's been X number of years. And that's just very interesting too. This is maybe a longer conversation, but just thinking through how grieving has changed with social media. And it, on the one hand, you have what I was talking about before, this like salacious, like, let me just keep digging and see if I can find out how they died, when they died. Like, yeah. you know, which is, right. it, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, a victim of this like curiosity. I know, I know I am, but, um, and then on the other hand, it is maybe creating more community than used to exist when people were grieving and mourning. Right. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Cause to, to that point, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm of several minds about, about all this, but I do also know, uh, a lot of young people who have passed away mm. and, um, and I, you know, have gotten to know their parents in, in, you know, in, in maybe a more, uh, oh wow! Slightly personal way than than I would have before, you know, and 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 have had, you know, parents say like they please like share share memories on on their Facebook page because you know they and share memories you know email them or or whatever the case may be because like you said there is that that community aspect and and um, you know I, I I don't know I don't know what it would be like for a, a parent to want to. You want to see, you want to see how they've affected other people's lives and you want, you want friends, you want to know who their friends were. You want to know, um, you want to hear those, be able to hear those memories, but it's so crazy that like it takes death for people to open up in that way and share memories. And I'm not sure if there's a space in life really for that. I don't know. It seems weird that we'd have to wait for death. I'm just thinking about how lucky I am that my my family is such that I can be really honest and open with them about like like everything in my life because mm. I know that there's so many people out there who they just don't have the luxury of like a mm-hmm. an accepting you know just solid family yeah. and and so I don't have these big secrets that like will come out after my death to my family you know what I mean yeah did yeah. that break up yeah oh a little bit, a little yeah. bit, but yeah. point stands. We understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I have yeah. like a very open environment with my family. Well, and I think, but like even to have, you know, whether it's like big secrets or just like small stories mm-hmm. from, from class or like, oh, here's a funny memory that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that made me laugh. And when thinking about this person and, and maybe sharing it, on their Facebook wall after will, you know, resonate with their family members that I don't connect with. I, it's, it's, I don't know. It's all very strange. We live in this strange new digital world. It's fascinating. Um, it's hard to This navigate. episode is like just so morbid. Dark. <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Dark. It's dark, but it's real, you know? It's, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. When I was like, should I talk about the Kobe thing? Like, it's going to take us on a turn, but... That's what the show's about, you know? 
Do us, do us some stand up right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every, every stand up comedian low. loves that, right? When <laughs> hey, you're, when you're like, joke. we just, we just talked about death. Can you tell us Jess's a joke? Jess's new worst uh, feeling of the week is being asked to tell a joke. Uh, right after she's talking about how vulnerable she is, starting this new journey. Um, you know, yeah, that seems like a good place to come to see my stand up, and that was that was a lot. <laughs> Whoa. Um, let's let's bury this podcast. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, thank you all for indulging in kind of this morbidity. Um, But well, it's all things I've I've been thinking about anyway. So you know, thanks for but uh, thinking about it with us. Yeah, you know, some weeks we'll uh, we'll let's do lighter things. But we did start at least two of us saying, "Hey, we're optimistic. It's still sunny outside, and I'm going to go out and experience LA." You know. Yeah, it's true. Let so, me tell you, ending being. Let's check in at the end. Now I'm pessimistic. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> okay. we're, yeah, right. Uh, Gosh. Well. Um, right. Okay. Great episode. You guys want to do some plugs before we end? Yeah. Jesse, where yeah. can we find you? Where can people find you if they want to see some more stand up? Uh, yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Canizaro, J E S S C A N N I Z Z A R O. Um, on Instagram, I am at Jesse Explores. I have a yeah. I've been posting about my sh- upcoming shows there. Um, uh, I, Instagram made me make a Facebook page, so I have one of those now. So you can what find me hell? on Facebook, I guess. <laughs> like Yikes. on like on a, a like a Facebook page page. <laughs> Next episode, we'll talk oh. about how two big companies rule the world. That's a whole oh. other thing, you know. Yeah, um, that's it. All right, so that's and. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin H. Kroll. My last name is spelled C-R-O-W-E-L-L. And please check out my Shrines film that is uh, pinned to the top of my Twitter. Yes, way to go. Pin that shit. Yeah. And you can find me, even though I'm I'm mostly Lark, not post, not a creative in that way, you know. Um, (laughs) You can find me Miriam underscore Tinny, T-I-N-N-Y on Instagram and then at Miriam Timberg on Twitter. Well, okay. Thank you guys. Yeah. This is good. Uh, it's a roller coaster of emotions out here, you know. Ugh, until next. Thanks time. for coming along <laughs> on the ride, and then hopefully next week we will be happier. <laughs> or we'll feel okay at least. Yeah, yeah we're trying. We'll <laughs> we're trying. Oh right. On that note. On that note. <laughs> I'm Miriam Tinberg. I'm Jesse Canizaro. And I'm Justin Kroll. And we're trying to feel okay. Not great. Not saying I had like a three-second pause between when you all joined, but... <laughs>